and welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I'm your host, Kitty Waters, serial entrepreneur and co-creator of the Network for Transformational Leaders. Each week, I interview top thought leaders that are changing the world. They share their life stories on tips on how you can find your purpose. We all have a gift we can bring to the world. Do you feel dead to life? Like there's more to it, but you don't know where to start. Perhaps you don't fit in and you can't understand why. Are you pushing all the time and getting nowhere? Do you long to finally be sure which is the right path for you? This podcast is sponsored by my Do Your Dharma course. This eight-week online course, self-study, shows you how to find your purpose. The course demystifies the subject of Dharma and shows you that by following your highest excitement, you can unlock your greatest potential and create the life of your dreams. Go to www.kittytalks.com forward slash do your Dharma. Without further ado, let's dive into the next episode. you will hear the life story of Susie Anthony. She is a transformational change agent and mentor. And her life story is pretty crazy. She literally died and then came back to life and came back to earth. And when she came back to earth, she was cured of all her addictions. And she has then gone on to train with different sages and mentors and now mentors people herself in spiritual development. Listen all the way through to this interview because what you will hear is some very simple tips that you can adopt to start your transition through the levels of consciousness. We will see you on the other side. So hello and welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. And my guest today has got an incredible transformational life story, which she is going to share with us. Uh, Susie Anthony is a transformational change agent and a best-selling author of the God Superhero Code. And he said the God Code, the Superhero Code. So Susie, welcome to Kitty Talks. Hi, Kitty, and thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here and share. Well, I know, I know this lady and she will deliver much wisdom over the course of the next 40 minutes. So stay tuned. But Susie, would you mind for my listeners who maybe haven't come across you, just kind of giving us an overview of who you are and what you're doing in the world currently? Okay, well, right now I'm approaching 62 and I had a major life-changing event in my mid-30s in Japan. I was working for the fifth richest guy on the planet who in 1990 was worth 30 billion US. Um, So major movers and shakers, I'd achieved everything I had ever dreamed of and suddenly felt empty. Um, All the things I thought would bring me happiness, the false external symbols of power uh, failed. 
they failed me. The money, the clothes, the designer labels, the big houses, the big cars, the big life. I felt wretched. And I also ran out of energy. I developed ME before really ME was uh, labeled. I just had chronic fatigue after a bout of uh, Epstein-Barr virus, glandular fever, after my first broken heart, actually. (laughs) So all of these things lined up and took me to my knees. And I wouldn't accept I had to change my life. Um, I think a lot of people fear the unknown. And I certainly did. I feared what would people think if I walked away from this fantastic, highly paid job, you know, the glamour, the excitement, they'd think I was weak. Mm. And I couldn't have bared that. Um, Even though you felt empty inside, you still, yeah, yeah, interesting, living. Mm. No inner life. Everything was image and, you know, false external symbols of power. No real power inside of myself. But I was to find it. Um, I delved into drugs, not to go out and have fun, just to get energy to be able to continue on the treadmill. Hmm. And after six months in Tokyo taking cocaine on a very regular basis, I realized I had a problem. And in those days, uh, there were no rehabs in the two places I lived, Japan or South Africa. But I went back to South Africa via uh, Amsterdam, where I bought a kilo of cocaine for personal use um, (laughs) from a Colombian drug lord. I never do things by heart. Colourful life story. Absolutely, Susie. Colourful life. Well, then I proceeded to take it. I was too proud to tell anyone I had a drug problem. I couldn't reach out to any human. But on day 72 of this incredible drug binge, I died. I shot out of my body. Wow. 72 days in a row doing huge amounts of cocaine every single day. Now, now you're talking to an ex-cocaine cocaine head. So, <laughs> you know, I know how much cocaine that would be and where you, where you would be and you'd literally be bouncing off the walls. I, I actually had a very different experience. I was blowing open higher chakras. And so I was gaining entry to worlds that normally you have to meditate for 50 years to gain mm. access to. I just blew all these higher centers wide open. And well, that's what drugs do, isn't it? That's, yeah. you know, you know, ecstasy, drugs, yeah. alcohol opens your chakras. You know, yeah. that's what people don't realize is that actually when we when people take drugs, that's why they open all their chakras and they join with universal energy. But actually yeah. you also can pick up loads of nasty, dirty stuff, you know, that's at the same time. A challenge. I wouldn't recommend it. No, absolutely not. you <laughs> Um, do it you're blowing open uh, gateways to higher worlds without the psychological grounding and strength to deal with what's behind those doors Mm. anyway on good friday 1992 Mm. i died i shot out of my body down a tunnel into this neon blue light and was 
taken before an, an angelic review board. And I had to account for every action. And I had to account for all those I'd harmed, uh, forgive myself, forgive wow. others. You remember all of me. this. It's incredible. Yeah. Forgive all, all those who'd harmed me. And all the time I was becoming infused with a kind of love that I think I knew on an unconscious basis existed. Mm. And I had tried to find that on mm. earth. And of course, it's, it's not there. So it was the most amazing uh, process. And I, I could never forget a single second. And I can remember asking as well, can I stay here? Mm. Yeah, it <laughs> so must have been. It was, I can't, it was the best sort of ecstatic, high, bliss-filled, all-consuming love, peace, joy, um, a recognition of this is the reality. This is the real world, not mm, what's where we are. down there. But anyway, it was explained. I always engineered my life events. Uh, before I was born, I made a contract that would ensure I was in enough pain that I would always turn to drugs and die, right. have this near-death experience. So, and it was so I could go back, rewired, completely altered, um, and meet further along the way, the right teachers at the right times to take me to the next level and the next level and help me be a light into the darkness, which is what they said. And I don't, I'm not clairvoyant uh, or clairaudient. I just, my heart chakra was fully opened so that I knew, um, I just knew things without knowing how I know which is what Einstein said. If you wish to solve a problem, you have to get to that higher level of consciousness where you just know the answers without knowing how you know mm. or needing to know. Mm. Well, I didn't know about Einstein, but that's certainly what happened to me. So, Incredible life experience. Absolutely. Yeah. It's almost like you've totally gone, you know, for... <laughs> Like I, what the number of books that I've read is all about. As you, your soul has a choice, yeah. you know, when it comes in, and obviously you have gone to the dark of the dark, but now to come to the light of the light, you know, and it's an incredible depth of vibrational experience that you've chosen to yeah. to travel and come through. It's funny you should say that because you know people are saying I'm I'm about to go make some films in Hollywood with a major A lister. And they're saying, oh, goodness, you know, is this going to go to your head where you get lost in the glamour? And the answer to that is no, because I got lost in a much more glamorous yeah. world than that and learned my lessons in personality life. So it doesn't have any temptation for me to do something high profile where there's lots of money and glamour involved because I've done those tests. You know, mm. the tests that awaited me on the other side of this near-death experience have been about, am I good enough? Will I fail? Can I do this? Um, but actually, Mother Teresa would say, 
the person who's always questioning, is she good enough or pure enough to hold the Christ light and beyond, is is the person who'll draw in that light. Mm, absolutely. So hopefully. Well, the I, thing is, thing is now it becomes about how many people you can help and serve and obviously yeah. the opportunity of your Hollywood film is you can reach a lot of people yeah. you know and if you can impact a lot of people you know the, you and I are the same you know that's why we do our work we come here to to bring the light and to help and serve and help as many people so the fact that you can yeah. do that through Hollywood is brilliant because yeah. you can touch and reach so many well it's just been amazing how you know I was promised that I would meet the right people at the right time at the right place and People would come running out of shop doorways and recognize my field and that I needed help. And then they'd offer help. And, you know, I was guided to work with a shaman in South Africa who taught me how to initiate people and get them out of a very low level of consciousness that shamans call four Fs, stuck in medulla oblongata, reptilian brainstem. So I was shown how to open uh, that gateway and bring people to function from frontal lobe neocortex. And, you know, the, the shaman that taught me turned out to be a king of the shamans, the spiritual leader of the Zulu tribe, Dr. Credo Mutua. And he, he said to me, you've only had nine lives on this planet. He said, you've always been a leader, a healer, a way shower, a warrior. And he said, I'm, you know, you've been guided to me to open you up to remember the talents and gifts of each lifetime. And he said, they will just come to you. So it, it took 26 years to integrate all of that as I taught people gradually different aspects of what I was remembering were coming through into my work. And eventually, after engineering my own breakthrough and breakthroughs from breakdowns for thousands of people all over the world, I then got the structure to write my book, A Map to God, which it's not a religious God. It's about the power of God and goddess mm. inside of us all and how to tap into that. Sort of stages of consciousness, isn't it? Like yeah. how to progress through the stages Definitely. of consciousness yeah. yeah from bondage to freedom liberation mm. enlightenment mm. and that's where our superpowers are found mm. inside of us as we open these gateways safely um it's fascinating yeah and you you and i well we're on the same mission aren't we to, to yeah. activate individuals with their own you know get on the right path you know because this is available for you everybody listening this is not just available for Susie and, and me this is available for you too so and Susie's going to give us an insight into how we can tap into that I'm sure <laughs> yes I certainly will the funniest thing was though I had suddenly got this obsession that I had to meet Al Gore and Somebody invited me to the premiere of his film, An Inconvenient Truth, in uh, New York, but at the time I couldn't go. And then somebody else gave me a ticket to go to Leaders of London, a massive conference for business people. And he singled me out and came and talked to me for 45 minutes. Brilliant. But what he had to say, first of all, he recognised my light 
because he works with light. And he had a look at my book and he said, you know, you put the God word in there. So he said, to make this suitable for the masses, he said, think of another word, not God, not spirit, but the same alchemical level, Gnostic, ancient wisdoms and teachings. But he said, simplify it. So it, it must go to the masses, your work. He said, we need to create a sense of generational mission in people. And mm. you know, we need another hero generation. When he said hero, I just thought, God, that's it. Mm. So the superhero code was born, a much you know, simpler, uh, broad spectrum path that anyone could follow. And so, I highly recommend the book. I've really, really enjoyed it. So um, what I loved about it is it takes you through the stages and the levels of consciousness and, and actually what you can do to activate those. Yes, um, and, and for me, it was, I think I said this to Susie off air, but it was for me, it was just a wonderful confirmation because it's a lot of the things I have intuitively taught for the last few years. And I didn't really know where they came from it just it, you know I'm sure it's past lives you know and things that I just feel so right to me and you had them all in your book <laughs> so, so great thank you yeah yeah so, so the synthesis of everything that's out there you know when I discovered well when I studied different uh traditional spiritual paths None of, not one had all the power, all the faith, all the love, all the secrets, all the magic, all the no, wisdom. But so put I it just all together. Yeah. Drew it all together. Yeah, perfect. So, so Susie has had the most incredible life, as you just heard. She's taken herself from you know, near death experience to now, you know, having trained in so many different modalities and trained with so many different shamans and wisdom keepers. And obviously now she's a mentor, she's a change agent. Um, but Susie, for our listeners, you know, they're on this journey of uncovering their purpose because all our listeners, you know, they're very, they know that I'm all about Dharma and how we can all take our part in healing the planet. Um, but I'm going to put you on the spot now. Like what, what's the sort of really simple advice you would have for someone listening to this podcast about how they can take their life really to the next level, um, and help and serve at the same time. Okay. So, uh, in order to serve, you have to, first of all, be a servant leader, which means no followers. You're working on the self to purify. It's not just cleanse and detox. It's psychological purification. So it's uh, shaman's call this psychological recapitulation. And it's where you examine the um, ancestral patterning in your family mm -hmm. and in your culture in terms of how you've been programmed to give your power away and how you've been wounded mm. and then how you in turn manipulate others to get the energy you think you need whilst you're in disconnection from source. So the simplest, uh, you know, the starting gate is mm. Look at your first fan. of all get reconnected to source through initiation and work on the self daily, each chakra, bringing it into balance and harmony. In Japanese say balance plus harmony equals power. And at the same time, you don't want to empower a poison cup. 
if you're full of grief, full of rage, full of, you know, lack of self-love, inferiority or superiority, grandiosity, you need to get that stuff psychologically to the surface and released. So it's about a complete rebirth. It's a psychological death. Mm. And, you know, we, we have little deaths every single day. The part of us that gives up chocolate or alcohol has to die. Mm. So the people pleaser that, yes, I'll get up at two o'clock in the morning and take you to Gatwick Airport and drive five hours back. Um, mm. We have to see where we give our power away, seeking validation. And funnily enough, um, the most guilty are healers. Mm, so many healers boundaries. haven't worked on the self, don't have a daily discipline to work on the self, have never done any kind of psychological recapitulation, and they're actually healing with the unconscious need of being validated. Mm, so interesting. Yeah. I, you know, I talk about fast track, but I never take shortcuts. Mm. So, yeah, and that makes total sense. You know, in, in my own case, the first thing I had to work on was healing the family line of depression. You yeah. know, we had a huge line of depression running down the female side of our family. Um, and the other thing, I suppose, the way I, I always see things in images and I kind of, uh -huh. what, it's almost like your energy, that energy is stuck. You know, you've got deep, heavier energy, which is obviously those ancestral patterns yeah. and any, any, anything you're, you haven't healed in yourself is kind of denser, heavier energy. You're kind of sitting at a lower a level vibration and then yep. when you start to f do that do this work and almost effectively heal yourself and your vibration shifts and lifts yep. um, and that enables you to be a stronger you know you can then start to go from victim to responsibility yep. and start to create your life and then yeah and you know the the other important thing is always looking for the gift in everything you're experiencing. So reframe, reframing its structure. Um, and recently I had uh, a woman work with me who'd lost her daughter. Mm. And I, she was very, very young. And she was raging and sad and couldn't see the point of... Um, this and was blaming God who with a big stick who was punishing course, them. Yeah. And I said, well, actually, you know, that is one way of looking at it, but it's not a very helpful way because you'll be stuck there for the rest of your life. Mm. And in order for healing to occur, it's about realizing your child came in, gave her life that you, your two sons, your husband could wake up find this work and utterly transform. And in fact, that when she was still here, she made it really, really clear. She had accepted that. She didn't just believe it. She accepted it. Mm. And the difference, you know, um, in her demeanor, she left giggling because she felt when she giggled, she was closer to her child who had died. And she had totally embraced. She had a big mission. She'd found mm. her dharma. Mm. So the most important thing, though, is we have to change not only how we 
think, which changes how we feel. But we have to change how we talk because people talk about, well, yes, you know, I'm gradually moving towards embracing more power, more responsibility, and one day, uh, and then it's never going to happen because the universe will give you more of gradually moving towards one day. So we have to claim our power in the moment. So banish the try word. I'm trying to stop smoking or I want to be successful. Mm. And the universe says, oh, okay, trying, that means failure. And wanting, that means lack. So we'll give more failure, more lack, till we learn to say, I'm choosing success. And I am successful. Yeah, exactly. Even better. So, and to be honest, what I learned was that just above the crown chakra is the soul star chakra. And everything we imagine is already there. So the creative process When we're working on the chakras every day, all the way down the body, we're connecting them, removing any blocks to receiving, feeling worthy to succeed and empowering ourselves to succeed and receive. That's how we create. So Mm -hmm. it's really important that we work on the chakra system daily. And you use Reiki, don't you? That's how you... When you say work on the chakra system, is that what you mean? You use us? You know, when I came here from South Africa, having worked with Greater Mutua, the shaman, um, I called it Reiki. I initiated to Reiki and I called it Reiki. But I can remember Reiki 1, my Reiki master, who'd been a master for 20 years, said, I don't know what this energy is, but it's not Reiki. And she said, you've got you know, a thousand times more power than I've ever felt. So, you know, with humility, I died to be rewired and I'm often visited and still get rewired So, and reprogrammed. So it's based on something, you know, the generic term Reiki just means universal life force energy. Mm. So, yes, it's, it's learning a set of hand positions and initiations. And traditional Reiki is based on the seven rays. I work with 22. So mm, it's powerful. already much more powerful. Mm. But so, for people, for I'm people... not competing or saying I'm better. Sure. I'm just saying, wow, you know. Reiki was great 160 years ago, fantastic, even 20 years ago. But now there's so much happening on the planet. They're waking up people like myself to come in with, you know, triple, a thousand times more power and program others, initiate others, because it's in us all. Mm. That's the thing. Mm. I just had to believe that. So, yeah. And I do now. I've seen so many miracles, so much transformation and empowerment. It's just, I couldn't fail to believe it. So Wonderful. So for people listening, just to recap that. So Susie was saying that really important that you look at, you know, what it is you can heal 
in your life. So we're, we're ancestral patterning, you know, in my case, it was the depression and the, the stuff that ran in my family. You know, all families usually have shadows. You know, what is it that you need to look at? You need to heal. Um, look at it, look at yourself, you know, what is it you need to work on in yourself, whether it's people pleasing boundaries, you know, where is it you need to kind of clean up um, and then look at your language, how you talk to the universe, because the universe is always listening. And I love that, Susie, because it's so true, you know. Yeah. It will give us what we say we want or deserve, and if we're trying, it says, "Oh, you're not you're not quite there yet." So we've got to got to hold back. Um, what what other advice would you have for our listeners? You know, they're they're very much trying to find their purpose. I suppose is the the key kind of subject and message that we always talk about Dharma and doing our Dharma on this yeah. podcast. So, purpose, gifts, talents, missions, all come from higher frequencies so i have a saying which is the universe doesn't speak english it speaks frequency so by bringing in much higher energy daily through opening medulla oblongata reptilian brainstem bringing consciousness into frontal lobe neocortex we begin the process of finding our gifts, our mission, how to live with greater purpose and higher meaning is quickened because our frequency has quickened. And as long as we're doing the psychological recapitulation, getting rid of ego, shadow, persona stuff and living uh, our talk, not just talking it because we've read a book or done a work weekend workshop. It's about living it complete change then our frequency will reflect that and we become magnetic especially when we're wearing orange (laughs) orange actually is a it's a sacral chakra color but it's highly magnetic in terms of bringing uh the invisible into the visible reality so are you saying then that your passions, your unique gifts are your kind of access point into this path? Is that what uh, you mean? Because everybody has their own passions and unique gifts. And Well, they can be, but more often people come to me because they're lost. They can't find their passion. And Einstein said, um, in order to solve a problem, we have to go to a much higher level of consciousness than created the problem. So if the problem is depression or lack of meaning, um, you know, in my case, the the loss of all meaning, nothing uh, brought any joy, happiness. There was money in the bank, big houses, all this stuff, but I was completely lost. Um, People get diseased, they get divorced. They're made redundant. Um, so normally you have to hit uh, a speed wobble. And the transition is never, oh, I'm going to go out and be a healer or I'm going to go out and work with animals or whatever it is. First of all, the death has to occur, the psychological death. And it's a death to all the programming on the planet, you know, white picket fence, 2.4 kids. I'll do the things I love when I'm retired. Mm. Unfortunately, most people come to me when they're retired and they're too ill, Mm. too sick 
too bored. They've lost, you know, they've lost the will to fund a life that's an adventure. So we have to grab the adventure. But normally we haven't got enough courage when things begin to go wrong. So it's about changing the frequency, initiating, simple daily practice, changing our language, changing what we think. And suddenly the universe will draw us towards and eventually our higher purpose and how to live with greater meaning just falls in our lap. That's what happened to me. So, mm, Beautiful, beautiful. So some great tips there for you guys listening about how you can start to get on the correct path, you know, cleaning yourself up, looking at ancestral patterns. Um, I do want to talk about, Susie, I want to talk about... Um, What's next for you? Because I know you've got some things coming up, retreats, which the guys might be interested in. So um, tell us a little bit more about what the future holds. <laughs> well, it's all about walking the talk. Um, my experience has been from 26 years of giving workshops that a workshop is never normally enough to inspire people to make a change that's has longevity that's permanent. And so if you get a bunch of people, normally I never work with more than eight. So seven or eight on retreat for seven days. And I hold them in a much higher frequency for 24 hours a day for seven days. And I work with a group community energy at a soul and spirit level. I've been shown how to do this by my guides and masters. And so after five minutes, everyone is saying, don't I know you? I feel as if I've known you all my life. It's because at a soul and monadic or spiritual level, everyone's um, in community. They're all cooperating, they're loving, they're giving and they're sharing. And it just downloads into the 3D reality. And it's possible, uh, Joseph Campbell said, all you need is a map and a teacher. Well, here I am. I've got my map and I live this stuff. I've lived it 15 years in community daily under the microscope of many students from all over the world and a core team of about 10 that lived in community with me. So I'm giving people a mini experience of that on my retreats which I've decided to do at home, um, the Turkey uh, destination had complications, so I've had to cancel that. But I'm seeing people in my home, which actually is a lot more powerful, a lot more mm. relaxed and extremely beautiful. Mm. So Where are you, whereabouts are you based? Just outside Wells, between Wells and Cheddar on the Mendip, so overlooking the original lake of Avalon, which is now oh, the nice. Somerset Levels, Arthur pulled his sword from the stone and the Knights of the Round Table existed here. And, of course, before that, in 63 current era, the Holy Family came here after Christ died on the cross or didn't die, depending which book you've read or believe. Um, they were given 12 hides of land here and tax-free exempt status for a thousand years. So the energies here are 
dramatically powerful. So fantastic we will have all of Susie's details in the show notes so we'll hook up in the show notes her website and obviously the link to the retreat so you can connect with her and you're on social media Susie yes Facebook and Twitter um my personal Facebook page is Susie Anthony and then there's the superhero code fan page and you can read about retreats on www.superherocoderetreats.com. And my retreats were featured in Kindred Spirit as the best of 2018. And on, onward we go. So onwards and upwards. I'm Absolutely. <laughs> you want to change your frequency, find your mission and have all the tools to take home to keep transforming and join a great group of people who are doing that and are serious about spirituality and help each other. You know, when you fall into that black hole of depression, which after all, depression is only a sign that something inside of you is mm. dying mm. and something much better is being born. Mm. So, I totally, totally agree with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, thank you so much, Susie. I, like your story still blows my mind. When I first read it, I was like, really? Oh my God. You know, from one coke, ex coke head to another, I was like, wow, that's impressive. Um, but no, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and sharing your wisdom. And I, <laughs> I know our guys will have found real value in it, but um, we will see you next week with another amazing guest on Kitty Talks. Bye. Big thank you to Susie for coming on today. What a crazy life story. I have been there with my cocaine nights or cocaine years. But yeah, how interesting is it that she was using that drug and it was taking her higher and higher and bursting through the different states of consciousness, but obviously in an unsustainable way. I found that fascinating. And I hope you really got some interesting insights into how you can start to transition through the levels of consciousness you know, please do like and share this episode. Please do subscribe. Please do share. Please come and follow us on Kitty Talks, uh, Kitty underscore talks on Instagram. And if you haven't already, come and join our Facebook group. We've got a beautiful community of people doing their dharma and creating a life they love. Thank you so much for listening to the Kitty Talks podcast. I do hope you enjoyed this episode and I too hope you were inspired to take action towards your dream life. You know, all it takes is aligned daily action towards your dreams and they will come to fruition. They will be created. You are an energetic being and you're more powerful than you've ever been taught. If you want some help and support, come and join us. Doyourdharma.co.uk. Apply now. We're taking applications and we're going to help you support you creating a dream life. This is why you came.